Thank you for listening to the Contemplations Podcast by Angelo Caragiorgos, who thinks that the path to authenticity is paved with enthusiasm when you embrace life as a whole. As a token of appreciation, you can download Angelo's audiobook, How to Get Closer to Your Real Self, Entering a Path of Fulfillment and Long-Lasting Enthusiasm Made by You. You only need to go to angelocaracchiorgos.com slash gift. I remember at a period that I was sharing the flat in London with many Italians, it was the first time that I learned about the existence of this place. It's not specific in my memory, but I recall being struck when my eyes fell on a photo of these incredibly picturesque and colorful houses standing at the ends of the rocks. First of all, how could they be built and not have fallen after all these years? It's so steep there. Till that moment, from Italy, I had only visited Rome and generally my impressions about the country were connected with Roman history and nice beaches, but not at all with that kind of architecture. Obviously, I couldn't avoid putting it in my bucket list of trips. First of all, there are several places in the aforementioned bucket list, but most importantly, I feel there is no need to pressurize things. In life, I'm trying to, on the one hand, have clear pursuits, but on the other hand, to not be attached to them. Instead, I wait for when the opportunity will arise, and at that time, I am ready to grab it. So, only very few years after that love at first sight, while several other places of my bucket list had been visited in the in-between, the opportunity to meet Cinque Terre arose. When I was booking tickets to visit Greece from London for the summer of 2018, I found that for my return to London, the two flights from Athens to Genova and then from Genova to London with a stay of five days in Genova were cheaper in total than a direct flight from Athens to London. Obviously, it was the opportunity I had been waiting for Cinque Terre as it is less than two hours away by train from Genova, plus I would have the opportunity to see Genova, about which I had heard many nice things, or visit also the famous Portofino. So, the program of our visit to Genova went in a way that we left the Cinque Terre for the last day, the 5th. Till that time, I had gathered some information about the area. Enough to know what we are going to find, but not so much as to be predisposed. This is uh, what I generally do in my trips, as I want uh, to be organized. However, I want as well uh, to let the actual experience shape my impressions, and not the ideas of others on the internet uh, or photos. I knew, of course, uh, that we are talking about uh, five villages built on the coast of Liguria. They are uh, Monterosso, Vernaccia, Corniglia, Manarola and Rio Maggiore. All of them uh, border to the sea apart from the middle one, Corniglia. The villages uh, are connected with uh, walking trails, train and ferry boats. Only Corniglia obviously couldn't be approached by boat. The plan uh, was to take the train from Genova to Monterosso 
pass through all of them on foot and uh, take the train back to Genova from Rio Maggiore. I knew that it would be a long hike that would last uh, at least five hours if we avoided the long stops while the sun uh, was really bright. No clouds were in the sky and the temperature was very high, more than uh, 30 degrees of Celsius, as it was just uh, after the middle of August. That's why I was thinking that maybe it wasn't the best idea to leave it for the last day since we had been tired from much walking the previous days. On the one hand, on the other hand, it was the last day of the trip and of a long summer and I and my girlfriend Nikki were committed and enthusiastic to give our best for this long expected experience. So, in the morning of the 21st of August 2018, we have had enough sleep in order to be fresh for this long hike. After a quick espresso, we took the train from Piazza Principe of Genova, as we were staying close to there, next to Santissima Annunciata del Vastato Catholic Church in Piazza dell'Annunciata. We changed in Genova Brignoli and fortunately, without much delay, we arrived in Monte Rosso. The route with the train was beautiful as well. It was going next to the sea and the Ligurian Riviera for the whole time, so on purpose we chose a seat on that side. We also passed from several outstanding places like Boca Dese, Nervi, Santa Margherita, Rapallo, Chiavari and Sestri Levante, among others, thus the route was not a bit boring. In Monterosso, the train station was full of people and looked renovated. I immediately sensed that this place is quite popular while its popularity was increasing, hence the renovation. At the same time, it was right next to the beach, immediately after getting out of the station, was a pedestrian road going parallel to it. Contrary to what I was expecting, the beach was long. The other places of Liguria I had seen the previous days had narrow beaches and most of the times it was just rocks. I had understood that this is a characteristic of the area. However, Monterosso looked different. That's why maybe the place was full of people and so did its sandy beach. As I was looking at the sea though, I was already impressed. Blue waters, as I have been used in Greece, a big rock in the narrow waters was making it exceptional, while both on my right and left hand side I could stare at magnificent Greek ma- green mountains. As well, plenty of boats were anchored or were sailing. Behind the sea were traditional Ligurian houses. We walked for a few meters and so we had the chance to enjoy an even better better view of the whole beach. The first thing I was looking to find there, though, was a tourist information center to ask some basic questions about the route. How would we know which route to follow? Were there good signs on the road or we needed a map? How long is it expected to take? 
Are there many different routes and if yes, which one would be most appropriate so that we see all the five villages in the same day? And generally, if there is anything else that might be important to know. We kept walking next to the sea. Not far from there, uh, we passed from a big rock that behind it appeared another beach, much more narrow and once again full. There was also a small square there with touristic shops. Next to the beach uh, was a desk selling tickets for boat trips. Of course, uh, this was irrelevant to us, uh, as we were planning only to walk. However, it also had tourist info. I went there and asked about the route. The lady told me I had to keep going on the route that leaves Monterosso. Uh, when I asked if it is easy to follow it and reach all the other four villages on foot, she laughed loudly. She replied uh, with gargling eyes, easy, and laughed once more. However, I explained that uh, this uh, she had gotten me wrong. I knew the route is long and definitely not easy, as it has many ups and downs. I just meant uh, if it is easy to find the route and then she replied to me affirmatively. So after feeling confident that the way would be easy to follow, we were ready to start. As we were leaving the first beautiful village, every once in a while we were looking back to enjoy its view. That was it. Another long hike had begun and I couldn't hold my excitement. Very soon we started moving upwards and the view was becoming magnificent already. The road, however, very quickly became extremely steep. It didn't matter much, though, due to our huge enthusiasm. We were almost climbing innumerable stairs, while in the in-between were meeting several people coming and going, as well we were passing inside vineyards. After passing on the other side of the mountain, we had left pretty much the civilization behind, while the views were astonishing. The sea looked gorgeous from this high, and I didn't know if I was in fact looking forward to Sivernacha or to enjoy the magnificent nature. In the meantime, we saw a house in the middle of nowhere. What stories this might be able to tell, I thought. The olive trees uh, mixed with the bright sun and the turquoise uh, were clearly reminding me of Greece. After about 45 minutes of walking in such an environment, Vernaccia appeared from far away. Gradually the road started descending. You see, we had to reach again the sea level where Vernaccia is. One reason the Cinque Terre hike is hard is this that in order to go from one village to the other, you have to go from the sea to the mountain and then to the sea again. As I mentioned, only Corniglia doesn't border to the sea, but I will explain later why the route from there to Manarola was the hardest of all in the end. So we kept walking in the mountains, among the trees and next to the sea. After less than half hour in an opening, Vernaccia appeared much closer this time. It looked uh, so beautiful and unique uh, that I couldn't of course miss taking a, po- a photo of myself too. As we kept walking, the route was becoming once again very steep. 
we were so close and we were enjoying our fantastic views. Very soon uh, we were inside the village. I couldn't stop my feet from running. Colorful tall houses, narrow streets and clothes hanging outside. Typical Italian Ligurian magnificence. Of course, uh, we were in an emergent need for water while uh, we reached the main road which was full of people and looked really pretty. After uh, satisfying our thirst, we decided to give a little time to see Vernaccia. We had a long road to go still, however, we couldn't miss gathering some impressions from there. In the end of the main road, uh, there was a passing through a rock that was leading to a small beach. This uh, was typical Ligurian. The unexpected thing was that although the whole time it was very sunny, as we reached this beach it suddenly started raining, not heavily though. It seems uh, there was a cloud passing. We returned to the main road uh, but I didn't cover myself. I really needed this summer dewiness and I knew that uh, soon the rain would be over and my few clothes would be dried up soon. I think uh, the rain didn't last for, for more than 10 minutes and in the meantime uh, we had started getting away over Natcha and once again climbing back to the mountain. Of course uh, we couldn't miss looking back and enjoying the splendid views of this side of this traditional Italian village. As we were moving upwards it was looking really cool. Soon, as expected, the clouds uh, had started going away, although the sky was still a bit dark. As we continued the hike up the mountain, once again we were enjoying astonishing views. And then, to room to room, Corniglia appeared. It was far away on the top of a rock. It's so nice to walk there for hours and gradually seeing the next unique destination approaching. In the meantime, uh, much higher than us, uh, we could see another village that doesn't belong to the Cinque Terre. It was uh, San Bernardino. Just outside Corniglia, in the shop, uh, checking the t- for tickets as there is a fee to walk in the Cinque Terre National Park, we learned that uh, the coastal walking path connecting Corniglia to the fourth village, Manarola, was closed. So, in order to go on foot and not by train, we had to go very high on the mountain, pass from a village called Volastra and then down again to Manarola. This was expected to take about two hours. We had to follow the route that was starting from the main church of Corniglia, the church of San Pietro, and then head up the mountain. Anyway, we entered Corniglia, which uh, once again was outstanding, and soon uh, we were in the church. After taking the necessary photos and drinking water from the fountain close there, uh, we headed upwards again. Corniglia was looking like a dream from here. We kept going up uh, and up for a long time. It was by far the steepest we had seen on this hike. We must have been climbing for about half hour unstoppably. Sometimes uh, we could see Corniglia from far. 
It's not a coincidence that the plantation after some time started changing. It was really a mountain there. We were walking and walking, sometimes under the summer burning sun and sometimes covered by the trees, while uh, we would hardly ever meet other hikers there. Definitely much uh, fewer than uh, what we had been used in the previous walks. We had obviously started becoming tired, but uh, we were keeping going until uh, we reached the place that made me think uh, all this route in the mountain was really worth it and I could have chosen it uh, even if the coastal path was open. It was the Cinque Terre wine terraces. Wine making uh, has been a crucial part of the history of the Cinque Terre. People uh, have been making wine there for about a thousand years and the vineyards uh, stretching in many places along the coastline make the view outstanding apart from unique. If you think uh, the hundreds of years needed for the hand of man to create all this, it makes it all so exceptional. As well, uh, we could take the first glimpse of Manarola. After passing uh, from among the vineyards, uh, without of course uh, missing to taste some grapes, uh, we at last uh, got close to Volastra. Volastra doesn't belong to the Cinque Terre and in fact is nothing exceptional. It just gave us the chance to just drink a little water again before heading downwards to Manarola. Going down was really long and much more tiring than what I was expecting. When the legs are tired, every step downwards is hard due to the pressure on them. We started following the stairs that were looking like thousands to me. However, soon Manarola appeared and it was looking so close that again I couldn't hold my pace when striding down. The closer it was looking, the more excited I was becoming. This was making hard for Nikki to follow, so every once in a while I was stopping to wait for her. While the view from the other side was also exquisite. And uh, at last uh, we were there, walking in the main road of Manarola, the fourth of the five lands. In there, uh, Nikki went to a shop to buy a juice, while uh, I bought uh, a bottle of water. We asked the owner uh, which way to go to Rio Maggiore, in order to be ready after we see Manarola. He explained that, unfortunately, the only way to go was by train, since once again the hiking path was closed and there was no alternative one, unlike the connection to Corniglia. After leaving it, uh, certainly didn't make us much time to approach the port. It was another typical Ligurian beach, a narrow one with people standing on the rocks enjoying the sun and the water among the colorful houses. We followed the route around the port and reached the point that we had an absolutely fantastic view of the village. I don't usually take many photos of myself as I give much more importance to the views, however I couldn't miss taking one there. After we immersed our hearts and senses with such beauty, we headed towards the train station. It was getting late, the sun would soon set and we wanted to find a place to eat back in Genova, which was about two hours away. 
Simultaneous it wasn't possible to hike anymore while Rio Maggiore is similar to Manarola. Thus we were planning to head back to Genova from Manarola. These thoughts I expressed to the kind ladies responsible for the tickets in the station. They searched quickly in the train times and they told me that we were lucky. It was possible to go to Rio Maggiore straight away, stay there for just a quarter and then there was a train going directly to Genova. This was unusual since most trains go between Cinque Terre and then you need to change in order to go anywhere else you want. Obviously this makes the journey longer. Of course it took, I took it as a message from the heavens. Clearly, I was meant to finish this route and see all five villages. Therefore, I couldn't miss such an opportunity. We got on the train then and five minutes later we were in the fifth village, Rio Maggiore. We immediately went out and bought tickets from there to Genova. I then looked at my watch. I had no more than 15 minutes while the port wasn't there. I had also to walk. Independently of our vast fatigue, after so many hours of walking under the summer sun, we moved like arrows in the air. We passed through a tunnel that was leading to the main road. Then the port was a few meters away. I had done it. I was there, in the fifth land, which indeed was similar to Manarola. I tried to maintain a balance between control of the time and focus to enjoy the beauty of Rio Maggiore. I only had a few minutes for this. Here as well the people were jumping from the rocks or lying on them. I quickly went on both sides of the port to enjoy all the views, all the ways uh, this picturesque village could be stared. But of course it was time to go, so without wasting much time I took the road back. We managed in the end to easily catch the train, being left with the unforgettable memories of the magnificent sunset of Rio Maggiore and one of the most wonderful hikes we had ever experienced. The next day is on my website Angelo Caragiorgos. I will post also an article about this hike where I will also include more than 70 photos.